we're back with another episode. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light, and don't forget to laugh your face off. It's the face off. It's the face off. Spread love, spread light, and don't forget to laugh your face off. You don't come here for the facts. You come here for the <laughs> entertainment, okay? That's if you're it. here for the facts, you're the wrong You're the place. wrong podcast. We are here to entertain you. That's why we give a disclaimer at the beginning of and our podcast. Boom, baby. We're here to educate and inform with entertainment. Yeah. That is it. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. We are happy to have y'all back with us one more time. One more again. One more again. How much week this past week? Um, delightful. It was Ooh, Fiesta awesome. in San Antonio. That's right. <laughs> Fiesta. My personal favorite holiday. If you don't know, it's Mexican Mardi Gras. Oh, is that what it is? Basically, yeah. Oh, I've never been to the events. So. City shuts down. People get drunk. There's confetti. Yeah, so you didn't go to work food. on Friday. I sure didn't you because bitch. that is Battle Flowers Day. <laughs> and I it's what I deserve as a citizen of this city to be off. Everyone's off. I saw your Instagram story. I was like, this bitch. <laughs> I sure was at drinking at a parade at 9 a.m. When I, I didn't realize that it wasn't a national holiday, swear to God, until I went, I graduated, moved to Austin. Really? And I was like, yeah, I won't, like, what are we going to do Friday? And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, we're off on Friday of That's Battle of crazy. Flowers. They said, you're not off on Friday of Battle of Flowers. That's yeah. San Antonio flabbergasted. That Yeah, I didn't know about Fiesta until I moved here. And I look when I came to look for an apartment when I first before I uh, moved here, I came during Fiesta weekend, worst weekend I could have oh, ever came horrible. to, and I was just like, I don't know that I want to move to this city. And they were like, No, 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 it's just like this for this week. Next week it's gonna be nice. And it calm. is a drunken, just the traffic is bad. Traffic is awful. Yeah, um, definitely. The good and bad part is that you will literally see everyone you know. Oh, really? They are all down there doing fiesta mm. for when it's usually so april in texas is like nasty hot humid we're talking like 90 degrees 90 plus degrees 100 yeah. humidity mm -hmm. and this week for some reason it was beautiful. we got a cool breeze yeah. we had some rain it cooled everything off but it wasn't mm -hmm. raining at night very much um so that was and awesome i got my chicken on a stick oh cool that's beans. my yearly fave yeah do they not have a food truck that you can just go to randomly or it just tastes better during it just fiesta? tastes better during fiesta got it they I have understand. all they have have you ever been to niosa no what oh. is niosa niosa is the like week-long festival night in san night in old san antonio mm. um and they close down like la vita which mm -hmm. is this part of downtown but every little section is kind of like a different quote-unquote country mm. so there's like Mexican food. There's like a little frontier section. Don't know what country that is. There's the main is town USA. Maybe they're not countries. They're just like vibes. Could be. Uh, there's yeah. an Irish place. There's a German beer pavilion, and you just go place to place and get food and get drunk. So it's like it's a small world after all. Without Basically, the with less racism, cool. more minorities, <laughs> and alcohol. I love that. So if y'all hear something in the background, one of my neighbors is cutting grass. Ugh, I, I swear it's like dead in the heat of the day, and they want to fucking cut grass. Anyway, neither here nor there. I. I don't know what would possess me to cut my own. I've never cut my own grass before. Really? Yeah. Oh, you just got it like that. Just a baller. I know. I you just ran a recession, right? 
are I listen. Well, here's my thing about employing people mm-hmm. is then I feel bad if I stop because I'm like, well, they count on this money. Because I have them do it all the time. I can guarantee you they're going to pick up another person. No. Who's probably going to tip them better. <gasps> yeah, definitely. The audacity. Yeah, no, I've never cut my own grass. I have a lady who does it. She does oh. it really well. well. I just, I I play to my strengths. I used to, I used to uh, cut my own grass when I first bought my house. And then I hired a guy and he sucked. And so I would always <laughs> have to go behind him. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay you and then have to go behind you. Yeah. So then I started doing it myself again. But then during COVID, my next door neighbor, he has his own landscaping business. And so... I had him cutting it. Did I like the way he cut my grass? Not necessarily, but I didn't have to do it. So I was like, you know what? Nobody's going outside and really seeing my yard. So I don't really care right now. Cause he used a riding lawnmower. And I just feel like you should just like self-propel lawnmower over my stuff. So maybe if I cared more about my lawn, I'd do <laughs> my own grass is what you're saying. Very true. Very true. I don't care about the back. So the back is always overgrown, but you know, that's neither here nor there. How was your week? My week was actually pretty good. Um, I, again, back at the bedside, y'all, y'all gonna hear this series for a little bit. Y'all gonna hear a lot of stories, unfortunately. And um, I just realized that my sense of smell is not what it used to be. I am in more a good way or a bad in way? a bad way. I am more nauseous now than I have ever it's been in you my took career. That time off. I did. And I got, you know, I didn't get accustomed to every smell. And so now this past week I had a patient with C diff, which is like basically Ooh. like diarrhea all the time. Right. And then I had every, every patient I had yesterday and, or this past week just needed to shit. And I was just like, why, why do you have to poop when therapy is here? It's you get excited. It was just, but the thing is, because I used to be a CNA, I can't just delegate that to the nurse and say, hey, your patient is pooped. Because yeah. I won't ever do that anyway. Because I'm like, if that were me laying in that bed, or that were my family member laying in that bed, you as a healthcare clinician, I don't care what your title is, that is a part, cleaning poop is a part of your job description. And so, like, everybody just had to poop, and it was just like the smells and the look. And I was just like, Lord Jesus, did I make the right decision? So, welcome well, back. I baby. had to just remember I'm here for the benefits. <laughs> For the benefits. That's it. What a job. It's not all that great. But um I did cut my grass, had to go to the dealership uh earlier, did not buy a new car. That's not the purpose. I went for the oil change. Um, because I refuse to buy another car in this economy. Dude. Interest rates are insane. Car payments like what happened to the two hundred and fifty dollar car payments? They don't exist anymore. Even with good credit, you're paying like four or five hundred dollars for a Oof. basic like I Honda will, Civic. Me and this Nissan will be rocking till the wheels Yo, fall off. Me and my Honda gonna be riding mm-hmm. out. I'm telling you, I, I got some stuff fixed on my car over the weekend, and I'm not, I'm not turning back. Yeah, it's a Honda. It should last me. Car forever. payments don't sit right with my soul. Knock on wood, they don't. Mm-hmm. Not me either. It doesn't feel good. No, definitely not. Uh, but other than that, my week was really great. I tell you, uh, anything else you need to talk about before we get into it? No, let's die. Oh, no, I'm not saying no, that. We're not. No, we're not. We don't support rapists on this, uh, no. alleged rapists on this podcast. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what else is interesting. Death is very interesting, unfortunately. That's one way and to put it, yeah. Death has been succumbing some people in Hollywood. People have succumbed to death. What did I say? You said death has been succumbing. Oh, succumbing. people have been succumbing to death. I just don't want people to get Nobody comes here comments. for our gra- our grammar. Nobody comes here for that. Like It's a big grammar podcast. I mean, you know, it depends on what we're talking about. Uh, y'all know celebrities die in threes, right? So this week we got hit with a doozy, man. First of all, Harry Belafonte, amazing, beautiful man, civil rights activist, um, and po- most popular song, Dale. They like You need to watch the Sydney Poitier documentary on Apple TV because it's them together. Their brother, their bromance Mm -hmm. was beautiful. Yeah. Even his relationship with uh, with Harry Belafonte's relationship with Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 
was absolutely beautiful. And to see, like, there's a very famous picture of him crying at his at uh, Martin Luther King's funeral and Coretta Scott King in the background uh, or kind of like a blurred in the background and how he looked after her even after his death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so, I mean, we, we are losing our pillars left and right. I think he was 92, I want to say. So Jeez. he lived a full life, I yeah. feel like, you know, but at the same time, death is still hard. Then we got hit with another doozy. Y'all. Jerry Springer. You oh, are not the father. Okay, that's not him. That's definitely Maury Povich. (laughs) That was the most Gen Z answer you could have ever said in your life. What did Jerry Springer say? Jerry, he didn't say anything. He said, Jerry, thank you. Jerry. And at the very end, he always said, take care of yourself and each other. That was Um, his little sign off. That's nice. I cannot believe you confused Jerry Springer and Maury Povich together. Listen, daytime TV was not (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this question. So, because Jerry Springer was like my error, right? When you were sick from school or you fake like you were sick, what TV shows did you watch? Um, great question. But did you ever call in? I'm not calling, but you know. Oh no! Fake like you were when sick? I was little, I it my. Uh, you can't even get it out. Jesus. I had a single mom, oh. so it was like if my brother was sick, my ass was staying home mm-hmm. to watch him. Um, but we had at that point, I think she like upgraded us to cable. So I was watching like reruns of shit on Disney Channel. So you didn't you didn't experience watching Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones. I didn't, I do remember Jerry Springer because I remember the setup and I remember people like like I remember those the couches and like the show, the set itself. There was no couch. On well, Jerry what Springer. am I thinking of, Maury? You, Maury didn't have couches either. What am I? Well, the chairs where they sit and they're on the sides of each other. The chairs. The chairs. Yeah. Okay. The Not chairs. The I'm sorry. The fucking uh, chairs. That's why I was like, well, who has couches? Um, I remember it, but I was watching like PBS and shit at that time. Well, I remember when I used to be sick. Or fake Home like Improvement. Sick. That was one. And King of the Hill. Those would be on all the time. Ooh, you are so young. Yeah. No. Uh, that. No. There was a lineup. So like in the morning when your parents left and left you at home by yourself. Because you were old enough, obviously, but you would watch like well, I know for me, I would watch Sally Jesse Raphael with the no red idea glasses. What that is. <gasps> you don't know who Sally Jesse Raphael is. Why does she have three names? That's just her name. Okay. She was a she was a talk show host for years. She had the red glasses. Sure. Okay. Oh Lord Jesus. Sally Jesse Raphael. And then you would watch um Jerry Springer. And then Maury would come on after that. And then you watch Ricky Lake too. This is when like when reruns, but Ricky Lake came on at like five o'clock though at, in the afternoon when she first came out, but that was the lineup. And then if you wanted to switch to like CBS or something, you could watch Geraldo. So I remember being like Reba was the show that would be on during the day. Like <laughs> well, reruns of Reba. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hate you. Reba, Roseanne, like that kind of shit. Yeah, no. You would watch those shows, and then you would watch the stories starting at twelve. And depending on if you were an ABC girl, a CBS girl, or for you know for the the soap operas, and then at four o'clock everything stops because Oprah comes on. And then after Oprah was Ricky Lake. See, but Jenny Jones came on in the morning too. See, that was me. But Ellen, Ellen mm. was the big talk show that would come okay. on like after school if you were if you could make it. Yeah, and you got it. Yeah. It would be right at the start of Ellen. Wow, interesting. Well, I guess we don't have the same experience of Jerry dying because no, and he was only seventy nine. And he, I thought he was getting like another show. Like he had got rid of like the Jerry Springer show as we knew it was now gone. And it was like, um, he was now a lo- not a lawyer, but a judge. And so he was like doing, Did you see that he stuff. was a mayor. Yeah, he was. I had no idea. Yeah. Jer- and, and Steve, I don't know if Steve was really his son for real, for real, but Jerry Springer, like, uh, Steve Wilco, the still see Wilco show, this tall ball guy who looks like cousin it just from the head. 
Um, the reason why he became so popular was because he was the main security guard that would break up all the fights on Jerry Springer. Oh. And so they ended up giving him a TV show. But I don't think, and th there were rumors that that was that Steve Wilco was his son, but I don't think he was ever really his real son. But anyway. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. Good night at 79 years old. Anywho, I'll tell you who else died because you know celebrities come in threes. And I don't think this person meant to be a celebrity, but uh, she fucked around and she found out. So um, the piece of shit that is Carolyn Bryant, who um, is responsible for the death of Emmett Till uh, back in the day, who her the husband murder. and the murderer of Emmett Till because she lied and said that he touched her inappropriately as well as whistled at her. Aye. And he was a 14 year old boy from up north uh, that came to visit his family down south. And we know the whole story of Emmett Till and how they brutally uh, beat him and killed him, murdered him and tortured him as well, too. Um, she died. May she rest in shit. Anyway. Um, and that I know people seems are going to be like so long ago that the idea that she's still alive is insane. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because they put all the pictures in black and white. Yeah. Even though the the pictures of her in color exist. And she was only 88. Really? Interesting. Mm -hmm. She was only 88 years old. So the fact that she died at 88, how old would that make Emmett Till? We don't do math around here. That's not what we do. So listen, <laughs> think about this show. We're not doing math. We are spitting hard facts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'll tell you who's spitting some hard facts. Unfortunately, we would like for him not to, but Joe Biden. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Joe Biden has He's decided. back at us. He decided to run again for the presidency of the United States. How is that looking? I, I don't think it's looking very good. Okay. Because, and I think it's going to depend. This is your official election podcast. Yeah. Well, the thing is, here. here's the thing. In any other industry, a person of Joe Biden's age would not be allowed to work. The only thing you could do is be a Walmart greeter. How right? old is he? He's 80. Holy shit. I didn't realize he was that 80, old. X -series. I think it's 82 hey, or 83. How old is Joe Biden? Uh-oh, who called me? He's 80. 80 years you should, old. Why do Go you want to work down. again? Like you've already had one term. Like, I mean, at this point, the Democratic Party don't really have, they don't really have anybody that they can put forward. But I think this election is going to depend on whoever is running for the Republican Party. And if they let DeSantis get out of, like keep his job as governor and run, and if he goes against Trump and they allow Trump to run, he's going to split the Republican Party down the middle. And it's going to be chaos. Whoever we get is going to be horrible either way. I'm going to be shopping for real estate in Europe while I'm over there. I'm, I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Canada. That's the, that's the best bet we got because Justin Trudeau. Joe, Joe is not going to win again. He, he's not, he's he, not he, he doesn't look again. like he can handle winning again. No, he can't. If it's not written on paper, he can't say it. <laughs> I'll tell you what else. Pretzels, you know, because I haven't been with ice cream in a long time. And, you know, because, it, uh, hey, what are we talking about? That's literally if it's not written down that's like, how he talks all right leader of the free world yeah why is leader why is this the best that america has as a freaking 80 year old you know why i don't because understand that no person intelligent enough and qualified enough for that job wants that job hell i run for it Shit. it's a horrible job it is it absolutely is but i think i mean you can get he can he has a button for ice cream i think that's pretty awesome aye, aye, aye. but just saying um do I know who I'm voting for? Absolutely. Am I going to vote for Joe Biden again? Absolutely. I have no fucking choice. There may be, someone may pull up from the rear. There could be a surprise candidate, a little celebrity. They should have already come out if that's the case. 
You just never know these days. Waka Flocka. Ooh, I would love no. a Waka Flocka. You know who I want to run for president? Eric Mays. Have you seen Eric Mays? No. He's a councilman in uh, Flint, Michigan. He's the one that's just like, do I have the floor? Do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> He's going viral right now with all of his amazing antics that he does at these council meetings. And he's just like, when they go low, I go lower. And I'm going to get nasty. <laughs> I absolutely love Eric Mays. So that's who I'm voting for. I am writing into right the, in. and this is a ticket. Eric Mays 2024. I think we can do it. All right. He's a realist. I love that man. Anyway, what were you telling me about um, uh, the young lady, Tara Davis? Tara Davis speaking is... Speaking of running. A, speaking of running, a beautiful. Have you seen her? Yeah. She, She's just... Beautiful. Wow. She went to the University of Texas, Hook'em Horns. Um, she got really popular in the last couple of years because she and her, she was running in the Olympics and her boyfriend was in the Paralympics. Mm. Um, he has prosthetics and now they're married. Super oh, cool. cute couple. What does she run? She runs circles around these hoes. <laughs> Specifically what event? You know, I don't know. She's a long jumper. Oh, okay, okay. Which looks awful on joints. Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. It looks like it hurts, but they pop up so quick. Well, because the sand that they use, they, they, they don't pat it down super hard, but they do have to cover it every time. It's kind of, it's really kind of soft sand. Soft sand. Mm -hmm. So she was stripped of her national title because she tested positive for marijuana. Okay, so when did she win the title? Okay, so this is the fun part. So her suspension began on March 21st. Okay, right? of this year. And you had to go through some kind of like substance abuse program. She completed the program but was disqualified from all the competitive results subsequent to February 17th. Which, how does that make sense? They like blocked what? her off. They were like, okay, you tested positive for marijuana on this date. But starting from the month before, at this time, you were disqualified from all of those things. Which she had already won her Which national title. Which she had already title. won her national title. Shitty. Also, again, don't know if I have to say this for anyone else, marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. I agree. I agree. I don't but know I, why we keep stripping these people. Also, she wasn't, she didn't test positive when she won. Right. Because that, to me, that's the point. Did she test positive of a banned drug at the time she won her title. And if the answer is no, you cannot, you shouldn't be able to strip her title. At this point, I just feel like, okay, there's, there's two different things. Their rules are their rules, right? And if the rule books say you cannot have cannabis in your system, you just can't have fucking cannabis in your system and still be a part of that organization, right? Or to, to compete in the organization. But also two, I don't understand how you criminalize you decriminalize marijuana for recreational use for a certain situ for certain situations and you cherry pick how you criminalize mm -hmm. marijuana or how you, you know, make it into a negative. And it's not performance enhancing. It's just not. I just, how can you make something legal but exactly. still get in trouble for it. Exactly. Because I want to know, was she smoking? The, did she smoke it? Did she smoke the weed? Did she? But but also, too, there's a lot of natural supplements that people are using that have cannabis in it. Cannabis uh, oil. For like muscle recovery. Yeah, for, CBD and stuff yeah. like that. Like I mean, well, there's some CBD that has, T that, that has THC. Who else did this happen to? Whose mom died? Shakiri Richardson. Shakiri Richardson. And yeah. she went and smoked. And then, mm -hmm. so stupid. Allegedly, she smoked. Allegedly, I don't know. But she was, she tested positive for marijuana. I thought that's how it used to be. If you tested positive that day, that's when you got in trouble. Exactly. I don't, you can't, not unless she just confessed 
I hope she didn't, but <laughs> we talk about confessions all the time. These are not your confessions if you are a competitive, uh, you know, uh, no athlete. But, but she has to forfeit from that day all the prizes, that's all the medals, all the awards that over she marijuana. Won, over marijuana, that's not performance enhancing. No, that's absolutely insane. This and this is why you know. People should capitalize on as much as they can. You know, you have like people like Angel Reese and Reese and Flage and, and Aaliyah Boston and all these college kids that are capitalizing on like the NIL and everything. And it's mm -hmm. just like, this is why they don't want to turn pro because of stupid rules like this. Like yeah. it's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb because the rules are very archaic and they're very ancient. And as again, society matures and as we grow and develop, why can't your rules do the same thing. I'm not saying let cocaine in. That ain't what I'm saying. But but marijuana is not a real drug. It's not a drug. It's a plant that Jesus put in on this earth. Hallelujah. God made dirt. And dirt don't, dirt hurt. don't hurt. Dirt don't freaking hurt. I'll tell you what else doesn't hurt. Having a lifetime deal with Nike. Hey, what I heard tell that. Me about that? Who, what's, the, what's the dollar number on that, you think? Ooh. Kevin Durant just signed a lifetime deal with Nike. I think he's like one of three people to ever do it. Yeah, I think the only people that have done it are uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and now him, which I'm surprised. Which is crazy. That, it just doesn't, if you had to pick top, those two, for sure, I'd be yeah. like, yes. I know Katie's big. I just didn't realize. I would think we they would do there. that for Steph Curry. Right? That I, seems I would definitely... say Steph Curry. Or even like Shaq. But no, Shaq was with Reebok for many, many years. And now his shoes are stored are sold Walmart everywhere shoes. in Walmart. Do you know how much money he makes <laughs> off those Walmart shoes? A shit ton. Lord. A shit ton. I had a pair of Shaq shoes before when they were in like Foot Locker though. It's back in the day. Okay, let's see. Kevin, I need to know how much money this was. Well, it's probably not money. It's probably equity. Yeah. Which obviously is money, but it's not a dollar amount, like a percentage of equity. Lifetime contract. What if Nike goes under in like the next five years? They won't. I know, but what if something crazy happens? Then he'll get whatever equity is left. But you're stuck to them for the rest of your life. Like that contract is probably like, it's you and us, we're riding. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like he can't go have a contract with Sprite or anything else. He just can't rock another, another shoe. shoe brand. Yeah. Which, I mean, why would you want to? He probably only wears Nikes anyway. He got his Durantor with them. This so he's already bound by life, shackled anything. to life, you know. I don't think that's a bad idea or a no, bad thing. That's just crazy. Lifetime. I think it's absolutely it's a big amazing. Commitment. Well, because even Allen Iverson, I think when they said when he turns 55, because I don't think he signed a, well, no, he did sign a lifetime deal. I think it was Reebok or something like that. But apparently, allegedly, when Allen Iverson turns 55, he's going to get like $32 million from Reebok. Jeez. As a part of his whatever deal they had. I think I think it's Reebok. Don't quote wow. me on that, but I think it's Reebok. This is giving me no information, but yeah, that's It's probably wild. a percent He's, in equity. Probably. But I mean, can, can you imagine, if even if Nike gave you 1% equity as a lifetime deal, do you know how company. much money that is? A like, lots of money. Jesus, fix it, man. Give me 1%. That is what we call generational wealth. Is he even still playing? Surely. I don't. I literally haven't heard. Not he that, tore his uh, Achilles after COVID. I just dropped off of sports because the bubble was stupid and nothing was hitting like it used to. But yeah. I haven't heard his name in a minute. Yeah, I mean he. Unless someone's rapping about him. Oh yeah, they they rhyme his name with everything. He's playing with the Suns. Maybe that's why I haven't heard anything. The about The Phoenix. Him. Are you kidding me? No, I swear to God. Wow, that's interesting to say the least. What were you telling me about Giannis uh, Anutokounmpo? I, I don't know. My favorite that. Greek man. Antetokounmpo. Uh, Giannis. You're doing great. I, I don't want to butcher his name because it's such a beautiful name. Giannis. He just did an interview. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, that's what I was telling you about it. <laughs> <laughs> he did the damn interview. Why? They just lost, though, but who did they lose to? Who does he play for? The Bucks. Oh. Which, like... The Bucks? Milwaukee. Yeah. Can was you... he always with the... Wasn't he with the, the Celtics? No. Don't Can you that. imagine going from Greece to Milwaukee? I think anybody coming from any foreign country and coming to the United States, it's a big disappointment. They're just like, this is what y'all have over here? Like, this is supposed to be the, the best of the best? And they're just like, ugh. Milwaukee. This is your McDonald's? This is your Wendy's? <laughs> These are your streets? <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to find it. Post-game interview he was asked about the bucks and if he saw the season as a failure which mm -hmm. loaded question because if i had worked on anything as hard as they work on a season of basketball i'd yeah. be like fuck off right um but they said you know do you see the season as a failure and he was like N like you know you were you go to your job every day did you get a promotion this he just starts flaming on this reporter i love which it. i love that. he's like did you get a promotion this year no would you call your job a failure this year no he's like no it's not a failure you, you some people win and some people lose and we're working mm -hmm. really hard which is true yeah he also gave like a scenario he was like michael jordan you know played in the league for you know umpteen years and he only won six championships but win after nine so is he a failure now that he only won six of his nine like no he it's still a success you're playing the the against the top people in your sport absolutely i just feel like you should not be forced to as a an athlete that you should not be forced into doing press conferences after any game when did it become mandatory mandatory and you get fined if you don't do press i think the more popular it became like the it's more more popular as the sports become became and these companies started infiltrating um having their particular products being shown because like if you ever notice if you look at uh post-game conferences or whatever they have like a sprite bottle or a coca-cola and they're like who oh no no, no it take that, it down yeah who just did that they had um, um, a drink up there and the girl comes up and she's like you got to take that was away was it a lexus from and he lsu said, no it was a guy and he said oh. why and she goes because they're not one of our sponsors he goes but they're one of my sponsors i'm keeping it up exactly here. so i think as sponsorships have increased that's why that's they have to time. do these things it's just well just yeah that. and everything's like you're not just players now you're an entity because everyone's on social media and it's all about you and your brand and all of that shit yeah but I just, I can't imagine if, can you imagine, like, after every shitty patient you had, you had to go sit with a supervisor and they'd be like, <laughs> all right, not even a supervisor, just like all the nursing staff, yeah. walk us through what you were thinking. Yeah. What happened here? What could have we done better? What could have we done worse? Exactly. I would lose it. Doing like a debrief. That's why I love Marshawn Lynch, because he was, I'm, I'm here so I won't get fine. I'm just here so I won't get fine. He's like, so whatever question y'all ask me, it's going to be the same response. I'm just here so I don't get fine. And our job isn't that. half as physical as their job. It's not. Even sometimes, though, like, like I've watched many post-game conferences with uh, Serena Williams. And I feel like because she is a team of one, and even with her with, with Venus as well, too, and, and even Naomi Osaka, I mean, this these women are playing on these amazing, huge stages and yeah. just lost in front of the entire world. And you're just like, so what could you have done different? Who the fuck cares? Bitch, I can I go take a shower and I wash know. my ass? There's like, like no geez. process time either. No. And I guess it's harder with the team sport because you're thinking like, I mean, maybe I could have done this, this, and this, but this motherfucker didn't do this. This guy did this. This one did this. We weren't together on this. And then you have to go sit your ass up there and get grilled. Why do we even have to talk about the win or as the winner or as the loser why do we have to discuss it so what did you guys do bitch we we won we outplayed them and we won end of story let's let us go celebrate so what could you have done different it wouldn't have mattered 
The game is over. The shot clock is at zero. Yeah. Why are we still talking about it? How it's much a do, you, do you know how much you get fined if you don't show up for post game? Um, I think it's it varies from the sport. I know. I think with the NBA, I want to say it's between like five and twenty five grand, depending on who you are. That is wacky. Yeah. I mean, I would because even Naomi uh, Osaka, she skipped one, and I think she got fined like fourteen thousand dollars. And I'm just like, y'all are messing with this girl's mental health. If she's telling you that press conferences affect her mental health, mm -hmm. and you're just like, we don't give a fuck. We, we you can go cry in the closet later. But we want to ask you. So you did a really shitty job today, and you lost. And uh, remember what do you when think about she it? stopped going, and everyone was like, "This is so unprofessional." Everyone, it's does not this, unprofessional. Da, 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 da. It's just like even like, um, have you ever watched some of the clips of, um. What's her name? Jean Jean Pierre. Uh, no, she's the the White House press secretary. Why would I watch? That? I'm just saying, just because some of the clips come out on social media. So I don't understand why press conferences are a thing. Like you're asking. First of all, she's not the president. Okay, no press house uh, press house secretary or White House press secretary is the president. So you're asking all these questions. Well, so what does he think on this? And then and it becomes like a reality show, and I'm just like. What they should do is Why? White House press live streams. That's it. Don't invite anybody there. And then I can ask the questions from my phone. You know you know when we can ask questions? When you start coming around to do campaigns. Or we'll just show up on the steps of the White House. That's it. When we're protesting. Yeah. Protest. Like, Have you ever been to a protest? Absolutely. What did you protest? I protested... Women's rights? Hell no. I don't give a shit about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did go out during... Um, George Floyd, the George Floyd uh, protests and stuff like that. I wasn't out there very long because I am not a soldier like that. Um, I'll talk shit about you on my podcast. But uh, I did go out there for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. But you you put yourself out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will I do it again? Probably not. Yo, at this parade that we were at. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been to a protest? No. Okay. That my, The way my anxiety works. Yeah. It was too many people. Oof. I was just like, yeah. it's COVID. Ugh, nope. I'm gone. I'll donate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The cops drive like the to start the parade. The cops drive through on their motorcycles, like a yeah. big band of them, and it was quiet. Like it was early in the morning, people are kind of still filtering in. Someone shot off like um the confetti popper. Mm, scared the shit out you. When I tell you, every black person, yeah, it's a visceral. Got response. a good crowd. I was even like, what the? Who does that? Crazy people. Those cops did not budge. I was like, thanks. Yeah, protect and serve my ass, but mm -mm. they got to make it home in town to eat. They unseasoned i was just like state. not in this political climate put the poppers away yeah no people do that just for you know reactions and stuff like that i'll tell you who else does some shit for reaction Smokey robinson <laughs> i need every man every every man over the age of 70 to just go sit down somewhere shut live it, out the rest of your life get off the phone listen if shut the fuck up should be your motto it's Smokey robinson like so Smokey Robinson came out. He was doing an interview. But why are we like for what? So they were. Are you talking dropping about, an album? Do you no, have a movie coming out? Then no. why are you doing an interview? He did an interview where he was talking about an alleged affair that he had with Diana Ross years ago, 30, 40, 50, 70 years ago, and decides to say, Oh yeah, well, I had an affair with Diana Ross while I was still married. Like, sir, you're in your eighties. Why and, and Diana Ross is living her life. Got also, five weird beautiful flex. children. Like that's not a flex because no. you look. It, you know who Smokey Robinson reminds me of right now? The baby. 
Oh. When he came out and said, oh, yeah, I fuck Megan Thee Stallion. What value, sir, does that add to your life that you have to say and that? And these women are just like, what the fuck? Like, what, like, th- and this is why you probably ain't getting on right now. Like, you, you're Smoking. lame. You're Smokey Robinson, sir. All of the great that Out you have of pocket. done. Leave that woman alone. You just undid it by just opening your mouth and saying some stupid shit. Oh, and I love my wife. Shut, shut up. You love her enough to up. cheat on her. Nothing makes you look good. It makes oh you look kind of thirsty and needy and weird. And Anytime old. any guy sleeps with a woman and they speak about it, it automatically devalues you. Just, but just even up. more when you're 80 years old. Ew. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know. It's People are telling too much business. And Smokey, just, just shut up. I'll tell you who else. What a couple that would have been, though. What? Diana Ross and Smokey? Yeah. Nah. What a time. I mean, she... To me, her and Barry Gordy made a better couple but there was some anyway i won't even go into it there's some alleged stuff that happened anyway uh it doesn't really matter i'll tell you what else has been alleged a lot of stuff in the news right you know news is not real news it's more so so, social media nudes are not real nudes (laughs) (laughs) n-e-w-s so y'all know how like before back in the day you would watch the news to find out what happened in your local area right and in the world at large. Like when Diane Sawyer was Sawyering. Exactly. And when Lisa Ling was linging. I yeah. don't know. Anyway. Sure. And I feel like the way that news stations have turned now, because social media is so big, yeah. everybody's in a rush to be first and nobody's in a rush to be correct. And so in the news lately, I know y'all probably have heard this information, how two big news titans, both CNN as well as Fox News, um, have had some very interesting issues happen. So last week or the week before last, Don Lemon, who um, is an amazing Y'all know reporter, from getting drunk on yes. New Year's Rockin' Eve, baby. always saying something inappropriate and laughing at everything. It's hilarious. He recently got fired from CNN, or allegedly got fired from CNN after 17 years on the air. Um, also, too, Tucker Carlson, who has been very controversial and just an alt-right asshole um, <laughs> and, and a liar, uh, has also they they what do they how do they frame it? They said he parts ways Was it a conscious with uncoupling? Fox News, huh? It was a conscious uncoupling, right? And I'm like, no. they didn't even give him a like. This will be his last night. They said no. He had his last show. Yeah, he will not be coming back to this. I can network. guarantee you, they owe him a crap ton of money though, because Tucker Carlson basically built. Fox News into the madhouse that it is right now. Put it on the floor and stop playing with it. Put it on the floor. All of it. All of it. Even that little politic, I see it. Push it. Get it. Put it on the floor. I will vacuum it up later. Wow. Even the little two. Get okay. rid of it. Okay. Okay. It's gone. I have to talk to her like this because she will play with this stuff forever. And it's just like just lint and whatnot. Anywho. <laughs> the American people. <laughs> built tucker carlson into what he was they really did during that trump presidency y'all let him get that big y'all all tuned in for the craziness and listened to everything yeah. he said and he thought he was bigger than fox and he thought he could say whatever mm-hmm. and get y'all on his side and then yep. go talk shit about his bosses and about trump and about how big of idiots y'all were and that it was all gonna be fine but you could tell he didn't believe a lot of the shit he was saying anyway. no you could tell he didn't believe a lot but of now stuff. like even as they replay like um when we had all those people that were being flown over. Do you remember to Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was Tucker Carlson being like, why mm-hmm. don't you go and put them somewhere else? Or yeah. when, you know, just random shit like that. Even but I was like, you, had, you let situation. this man yeah. dictate these huge parts. Of, you know how hard it is to mobilize the, what the fuck am I talking about? What's the thing that they, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. Oh my God. <laughs> we're going to call in the National the Guard. Guard. Thank you. 
Okay. You can't just call in the National Guard. No, and Tucker can't. Carlson was like, why don't you call in the National Guard? And everyone was like, Greg Abbott was like, oh, let's call in the National Guard. Like, this man had way too much power. He really did. But he's a white man in America. That's what they built, unfortunately. But I personally think, so if y'all didn't know, um, there was a settlement that happened between Dominion as and Fox News. And basically, Dominion is the company that's responsible for the voting booths and all that kind of stuff. And there were uh, uh, allegations that were made against Dominion saying that their machines were rigged and all this other kind of stuff. Obviously, that's slander and that is false information. They sued the shit out of Fox and they actually won via a settlement. And the settlement was $787 million, which is a shit ton of money. So I personally think as a conspiracy that theory. Also Fox that Fox can afford to lose, which is insane to That's me how much money they, they were can making. can afford to lose that much money. Well, the I think a part of the settlement was firing Tucker Carlson. Per, I think, I, you can't convince me otherwise. I think that Rupert Murdoch was like, we will not be saying sorry for any of this. Yeah. We will not be taking actual responsibility, mm -hmm. but we will get rid of this motherfucker. Absolutely. I think they said, we, we want a cool billion. And the only way that we'll give you a discount is if you get rid of Tucker Carlson. And I'm sure they were like, your salary will be funding half of this. Absolutely. But I'm quite sure he has a big contract tucker carlson has a big contract with fox i'm quite sure they're gonna still have to pay him his money but i bet you built into that there's always some like uh what do they call it like a morality clause or something where it's like yeah. who you say you are on the air you mm -hmm. have to be true to that as far as what people perceive from you and yeah. if you break that which he did because they released all of his text during mm -hmm. this like the discovery phase of this yeah. lawsuit it was all of his text about how his bosses were stupid, about he couldn't believe that people were believing the shit that he was saying, mm -hmm. about how the network was wrong, but he was going to say these things anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that's how they're going to get out of it. Could be. But he is just like persona non grata right now. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think that was, they needed to do that though. They needed to get rid of people like that who keep spreading misinformation because what were, we, what were the, the stats that you were telling me about? People who look at Fox News versus people who look at a show of, I think yeah, like, like that. they were talking about ratings and again, these numbers could be completely made up. So but, they're all alleged. But the, the sentiment stands. So the 8 PM like slot on news is mm -hmm. the slot. That's what that's everyone tunes in. That's the prime time. And yeah. that's the slot that Tucker Carlson had. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the slot Anderson Cooper has for CNN. So they're right. saying like, you know, on a good day, Anderson Cooper is pulling like a million people in, mm -hmm. which is a lot for, yeah. you know, for, tele news. for news television. Yeah. They said that Tucker Carlson was getting like 30 million views or something. That's insane. Insane number. So they were letting him say and do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. And the issue still, like at the end, wasn't what he was saying. Like, yeah, he got in trouble because of this whole lawsuit. But it was like, I think it was a bunch of HR stuff. Like he mm -hmm. was saying and doing really appropriate, inappropriate things. And yeah. they were like, okay, yeah. No, but like you said, when you, give, when you give one person that much power and that much control, they feel like they can control you as an entity. And you have to quickly remind him, listen, I get it that you helped us build, but bitch, we are still Fox News. He told Ron DeSantis, well, why don't you just put all those immigrants on a plane and send them to this place in Cape Cod or whatever? Because they just say, they say well, they want to be, you know, more diversified and they don't have any diversity. And then guess what happened? Well, you, I, I honestly believe that a lot of these politicians, especially these white ring, white, right wing Republicans. <laughs> yes, they are wing worms because they fester. Anyway, um, Republicans that they are in the pockets of a lot of these news stations, especially Fox news, because if you look at the way Fox news talks about Republicans in general, they never hold them accountable. They never say anything bad about them. They never go against the grain versus CNN and MSNBC. M MSNBC to me is an in-between. They will report 
Bad, 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 good, 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 good. CNN does not give praise to just Democrats. They will call out Democrats when they need to. And I think that's mm-hmm. the difference between a CNN and a Fox News. Fox News just, they cater to their audience, yeah. whether it's truthful information or not. And they will run with it. And that's why people start saying stuff like, oh, these people illegally voted and they voted twice. And then when they actually did the investigation, <laughs> it was it was Republicans and it was only like, a dozen people who actually did it yeah. and they all got caught for it. And the people who were, they were dead people voting. Dead people can't vote, you idiots. And when they, they, again, the people that they found out who did it were on the Republican side. So I'm like, y'all don't yeah. care about facts. You can't just be a, don't say, don't call yourself a news station. Call yourself a vlog. And call well, it yeah. And if you're a politician, the one thing you need is numbers. If you exactly. have this show pulling 30 million people a night. Absolutely. You're going to have, you know what I mean? You're going to have to go on, on there and look good and do whatever he says. Yeah. And if you're convincing them that they are losing a country that wasn't theirs to begin with, then yes, it yeah. makes sense for you to be. But but I think Fox News needs to rebrand and stop calling themselves a news station. You are a blog channel. You are an entertainment channel. You're not news. Just because you report on popular things, we are not a news channel. We are a podcast. We are two people. We are an opinion with, channel. We, that's it. In a personal opinion. And I don't even know if it's my opinion. Most of the time, I'm just talking shit. That's it. That's all we do. Half the time, half the stuff, don't believe nothing we say. And no, half, and half of a- what you hear. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. But yeah, but, I don't know. Don Lemon supposedly got fired for misconduct and He gets something. drunk every year and they let him. I, I mean, don't know. what else? He's so a, that's he's why I'm like, party. is there some HR shit coming out? Gotta be. I don't know. There's a lot. It's going to be shooken up in the news, baby. I like You it. don't watch Succession, do you? No. Okay. I need to, though. I don't I have a So Succession is loosely based on Rupert Murdoch and his family. Mm, really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know that I want to waste my life watching... A well, capitalistic family. It's uh, just crazy to think because it's actually hilarious because it's like. Is it a drama? It's a drama. Okay. And these adults, but they're his kids, have like. When you look at it, it's a very real problem, right? Like you're working your ass off. You're trying to prove things mm-hmm. to your dad. You own these huge companies. You have all this money. It's just yeah. like all these other things. Mm-hmm. But then you zoom out and you're like, y'all are fucking millionaires. Like it's okay. Rich people problems. Yeah, but it's like the first couple seasons crazy shit will happen or like presidential presidential candidates will do this this and that mm-hmm. and the dad of uh, the rupert murdoch is like we're not saying that you're not gonna run that and they're like this is the news and he's like no exactly which is exactly how it is yeah well when you have one person that controls the narrative i.e the news then you don't know what's real or he's like i need this from this person and if we run that story i can't get that exactly so we're not going to piss him off because i'll need him to do this, this and, that. and we get ads we get dollars that's why i said you cannot politicians and news channels are one and the same they are no different Mm-mm. they're the same people they're in each other's pockets which is why certain stories are reported and others are not anarchy that's all it is that's what we need that's all it is well, I'll tell you what else is some anarchy bullshit. Um, certain people in Christianity. <laughs> Oof. Okay, so we don't we, we just talk about it for a second. We're going to take a second and talk about it. So there's a pastor um, that was in social media news this past week. Her name is Jackie Hill. I actually follow her on social media, on Instagram specifically. You're a supporter. I'm not a supporter. I just, I think she hits some good points on certain topics. Like what? Um, like like marriage self-identity so she was made popular because she was actually like a slam poet like those people who just like, um what were you gonna say because i know it's gonna be funny what were you gonna say slam poetry always reminds me of when he's like cynthia cynthia, cynthia. jesus yes. died for our sin yes <laughs> 
right. Is that Selena? <laughs> yes. So Jackie, but Jackie Hill, she she's an amazing um, orator. Okay, and so she. What is that orator? Like a speaker. Maybe I'm saying the word wrong. Hey, no, I've just never heard that. Really, orator? Hey Siri. I might be saying the word. What's an orator? Thank you. No, that's good. Yeah. Never heard that. You never heard that. That sounds orator? good. I'm gonna screenshot it and use it every day. Okay. Anyway, so she's a great orator, right? And so she also writes poetry, and she's more notably known for being um, a lesbian who is no longer a lesbian, right? And so because through reformed, Christianity, a reformed, again. born again lesbian, right? So she is now married a to a faker. man. Ah. No, she's married to a man. She has three children now. And she is a pastor, right? And so a lot of her um, sermons and stuff kind of go viral and she, because she, I think she gives a great perspective, especially being a young person because I think she's younger than me. But anyway, um, so she says some controversial things because everything that she says, I do not agree with, but I think she does hit a lot of good points on certain things, relationships, marriage, uh, uh, par parenthood, you know, just, just in the church, getting away from tradition. But the thing that I find contradictory about her is that um, a lot, some of her sermons are contradictory, like, you say, oh, well, get out of tradition, but then you say traditional things. So in social media news specifically, sorry, your hair is sticking up. There we go. No, 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 you're good. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. The whole thing. Um, see how I pay attention to you when you so you don't look crazy on camera. You know what I'm saying? I am barely functioning in my own world. It's here. fine. I can totally see fine. About to right here. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she made some comments uh, in her one of her past sermons about Beyonce and Kalani, and what she was saying was that you know. Um, you can't that all black people don't have to identify with being a witch like being a witch does not make you automatically also black. beyonce witch i get because i know that she does a bunch of witchy stuff or like has yeah. a bunch of witchy symbolism is kaylani a witch i don't i don't even know if beyonce is a witch. i think we keep putting labels and, and stamps on people and they're just like i didn't say anything I just, i'm doing my music <laughs> that's it but i find it very contradictory that she's she made comments saying you know oh, you wonder why you're so depressed and you're listening to demonic songs from beyonce and kalani and here's what i do know about music right i think all of us have a general knowledge and understanding that music um influences your behavior at times right if you are in a sexy mood you can throw on some tank and some you know chris brown or, or some joe or whatever the case may be if you're in a party mood you can put on some lmfao Meg or some Stallion. or you know who's if you feel like a on, hot bitch you can who's start, putting put on, on lmfao in 2023 i mean i'm just saying at the time like, okay when you were a party rocker in the house tonight when i was a party rocker you i were would, trying to have I a would put on lmfao you exactly. are correct so and we know that music soothes the savage beast right you've heard that saying before music Music soothes the savage beast. Yes, music can definitely put because even I remember when I was when I was younger when Lil John and the Eastside Boys first came out. What? You cannot okay. listen to you cannot listen to Lil John when you are in traffic because you will die. No, yeah. Like you will get out Crunk. and kill somebody. Like for you can't not listen to that, you know, ludicrous move, bitch, get out the way. Don't listen to that in traffic. Oh no. So I do think that, and I do agree with her that music does have influence. I think we all know that. But what I want Christian pastors to do is to stop this ideology of pushing a message of white supremacy and saying stuff like, we can't sit here and believe that the people in Africa didn't know Jesus. Okay, L let's be historically correct. And I'm not going to debate history with you because that's not what I do. You go to Amanda Seals for that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but what I do know is that colonialism introduced new religions, right? And the Jesus that people in Africa back in the day know is not the same Jesus here in America. What I'm saying and the characteristics and things of that nature. Y'all can argue with your mammy. So not only that, 
I feel like pastors and preachers are always, and then this is specifically to the black church. I will speak specifically to the black church because that's the only member of church that I'm a part of or used to be. Anyway, y'all spend so much time coming down on Beyonce and Kalani and Nicki Minaj and all of these other people when you could have took advantage of that time to promote gospel and Christian artists. Now, whether you did that in the rest of your sermon, I don't know and I don't really give a shit because you know why? I stopped <laughs> listening once you said that bullshit. But even it was amazing to me that Nicki Minaj or Tasha Cobbs um, collaborated with Nicki Minaj to do a song, a gospel song. I didn't know that. And the whole church was up in arms. Oh my God, Tasha Cobbs, we can't believe you did some wild shit like that. Why? Nicki Minaj can't be saved? But, but Kanye West does a whole gospel album, went out here winning Dove and Stella Awards, and y'all just like, let him win. I don't understand what the <laughs> issue is. It's a double standard of what it is. Right. Now you got Corinne Hawthorne, who did a movie recently. Um, Ja'Kalen Carr was in that movie as well, too. And she redid Cardi B's, um, uh, what is it? Something, something, money. Something, something, something. The song Jesus, is literally like, called <laughs> money. <laughs> it's, it's but she remixed <laughs> Yep. Whatever. She remixed so it with gospel she, lyrics? She did. She put gospel lyrics. And the thing is, Cardi because B. Because make it relatable for the kids. But that's what I'm saying. But Cardi B was in the studio with Corinne. And oh, she was like cool. dancing to it. People were just like, whirly, whirly, whirly. Because guess what? How? These people are just like your kids. They grew up in the church too. They just got famous Thank doing some you. other shit and shaking their ass. And that's how they made money. But they still love Jesus. Exactly. Like you over here judging people. And I just feel like, again, the the secular secular music is being promoted by secular artists. Okay. And secular spaces. I don't understand why Christians feel the need to promote secular artists in Christian spaces. Mm-hmm. Y'all got so much shit to say about Beyonce and all these other people as if people cannot be conformed and changed and renewed or whatever. Shit to the church. That's what I'm saying. She's not, and she's not trying to any, but the thing is too, Beyonce grew up in the church, but y'all spend so much time talking shit about secular artists and not enough time promoting Jackie Hill. I ask you a question. When was the last time you posted about a new Tasha Cobbs album? When was the last time you posted about Kiara Shears music? What you should have done or what you could have, like I said, I didn't listen to the rest of your, your sermon that I don't really give a shit to listen to it because I'm still going to follow you and I haven't unfollowed you because I still think you make some valid points. I'm just disagreeing with you right now and I have a podcast where I can talk about it. Neither here nor there. All I'm saying is you could have took that opportunity to say music in general that does not glorify God can have these effects on you. But you know what? Some great music to listen to. Mary Mary, Hillsong, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Maverick City, Kirk Franklin, The Walls Group, whoever. But oh, y'all spend so much group. time just talking shit and talking down on secular artists when these people are minding their business. You don't know what kind of it's personal relationship they have. That's it. You got clickbait for your church. To make like, that point, Girl. you didn't have to say Beyonce. First of all, when you say Beyonce's name, you know what you're doing because everyone's going to rise up for Beyonce. Exactly. And also, too, when you start talking about people's practices, let's be very clear real quick. Let's let's go to history real quick. And, and I ain't oh, no history no. guru again, but I'm just saying. You could talk about Af- the people in Africa and hoodoo and voodoo practices, right? Which are religions. Let's that's be very what she clear. she was saying, right? Like she was, black yes. witches and She was talking about black witches and witchcraft. And, you know, and here's the thing. I watched a documentary, several documentaries on hoodoo. Who, everything that they, most of the stuff that they do in hoodoo, it's brought up in the black church. We just slap Jesus. There are that's all you do is slap Jesus on it. There are a lot of parallels. Wearing white, mm-hmm. baptizing people, anointing their head with oil. Let's, let's be clear. A lot of the practices that you do, Pastor Jackie Hill, is rooted in hoodoo 
and in voodoo, which originated in Africa. So don't sit here and make it seem like y'all are above all of this other stuff and, and demonizing it. Because let's be clear, who demonized hoodoo and voodoo? The white people. Thank you. Also, who didn't understand who's to it? say that, like, if I'm praying to some kind of power or force or overall being, and you're praying to some kind of power or force or overall being, who's to say they aren't the same? Exactly. They've just been, you know. They just shown up and shown out in your life. Exactly. Huh. You can't, you can't, t I will never tell a Buddhist that Buddha has not saved their life, has not healed them from anything. Cause you know why I ain't tried Buddha and I don't want to, you know why? Because Jesus, the Christ that I know has shown up and shown it, shown out in my personal life. So I don't feel the need to go to your God, but I'm also not going to degrade your God at the same time. I'm not going to go and tell you that, you know, Allah, which means God, mm -hmm. You know, because again, when you bring in divisive, you know, entities that come in and try to tell you, oh, all Muslims are terrorists. No, they're not. They're praying to the same God you're praying to. There's just different practices, and that's all it is. But we're we're so harped on our God is the only My God. Jesus. Everybody Jesus. feels that way about their own Jesus too. They feel that same way about uh, Mary and and in Catholic. Uh, what is it? Catholic Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> Catholicism. You heard what the fuck she said? <laughs> Catholicism. I'm not an orator, but whatever. <laughs> Catholicism. Catholicism. But I'm just like, you, you, well, spend even in all Catholicism, we pray to the saints, and then everyone's saying, you can't, that's blasphemy. Why do you pray to the saints? You're only supposed to be praying to Jesus. I mean, there's, you could pick something in every religion. You can. I just, I, my favorite thing is instead of bashing other people or telling other people what they're doing mm -hmm. wrong, just harp on the good things about your religion, exactly. your practice, your God. That pulls other people to what you're doing. That will do way more good and make way more of an impact the way you want than just being like, you're doing this wrong, mm -hmm. this is horrible, this is why you feel this way. No. Well, it's the same scenario as, a, as being a child. You tell your child, I don't want you hanging out with these friends. I don't want you dating this boy. What happens? They go and date the boy mm -hmm. because you're telling them not to do it. And even too, in different scenarios, you sit here and you tell people all day. And like you said, you harp down on the negative stuff about people and you judge, 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 judge. And then you come back and say, well, we're not judging nobody. Inserts judgment. We're not being disrespectful to nobody. Inserts disrespect. Like you, you got to pick a side here. Yeah. Pick a fucking side. And I'm not going to listen to the rest of your message because I do not give a shit. So you can post whatever you want to post. I don't care. All I'm saying is I found that one sound bite and I decided to talk about it on my podcast. Because that's, that's what it. we can do because that's we have a do. podcast. Absolutely. Because it makes great content for what? Us. Amen, sister. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we get into the uh, rehab corner and what we're watching? No. Okay. That was made very clear. Uh What have you been watching? I've been watching Grand Crew on Peacock, which is this cute show so i'm like i know nicole byers hit or miss oh mostly miss for me but i know because she does <laughs> she was the nailed it nailed it girl and she was on girl code and i think a lot of people get annoyed with her because she does these like very squeaky voices she's very um she's eccentric over the, over the top but this is a show just of like i don't know like four or five black friends it's kind of like friends the show but black people in 2023 mm -hmm. um and she acts normally good good for her and it's really good it's just a cute good background show short episodes they're really funny yeah. um it's kind of like a, a less drama insecure okay okay is the vibe it's giving so i've been watching that and i like it cool means what have you been watching um uh, i've been watching a few different things i saw this one movie um 
I was gonna try to figure out what the name of this thing is. The, okay, so the light we I've been watching this one movie called AKA, and it's ba- it's not the AKAs, not the sorority. Um, but <laughs> it is talking about um, it's a it's a basic movie about a terrorist that comes to the United States. He does a basic some shit. terrorist movie. Yeah, and they just try to kill everybody, but they found out he's really probably not a terrorist. Who knows? Anyway, but um, I've been watching that. I did watch uh, the light we carry that's on Netflix. That sounds familiar. Um, Was that a book? Yes, it's Michelle Obama's book. Um, and she basically does a tour with the book. Um, and oh, and she has different hosts everywhere she goes. But the very end of the tour, which was hosted by Oprah Winfrey, and they have a, like an hour and a half conversation. And she talks about a few different things about, you know, being the first lady, um, you know, her marriage with Obama, because a lot of people had controversial things to say when she was just like, you know, I've been married to my husband for 30 years. And for 10 years, I was pissed at him. I and so, that. yeah. And I'm just like, but that's a reality in marriage. And she didn't say it was 10 years consecutively. She just mm-hmm. said for 10 of them, I was pissed off at him. And that's OK. Well, so you can be pissed at someone and love them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, can, like, people have kids and be pissed at their kids. Here's my thing. If I was married to someone who was a politician like go you boo i want you to do you but also i probably will hate you because politicians have to do horrible things well also too she was talking about um when they asked her about running she was just like well do you want to clear the air about you running for president and she was just like listen i supported my husband through his political career i've never been interested in politics even when i was a lawyer never been interested in it so why in the world would i be happy that my husband is running for president and then wins and she was she literally, <laughs> she literally said the only reason why i was okay with him one uh running is because i did not think he was going to win he's a black man in america not only that i just didn't think that the world was ready for a black president it's also and a fact, horrible job exactly. to have it affects can you imagine raising young girls and mm-hmm. thinking like if he wins their lives are over like yeah life as they know it is over they're always going to be watched Absolutely. they can't do anything my life has to change i yeah. can't just be you know a normal human being. No- yeah because she was even talking about too that like their 30th anniversary they went back to the beach for their honeymoon or whatever and i think it was in hawaii and she was like oh it was so beautiful she was like now mind you we had our secret service agents which are about 16 different people that are around you on the beach you're trying to have this romantic moment with your husband mm-hmm. and everybody's watching you. you're just like She's moving. <laughs> the ego has landed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, that's not romantic at all. But no. yeah, I think too, she was talking about even her identity, like finding her identity, you know, being a first lady. But it was a, it was a really good, um, it was a really good conversation. I do, there was some contradictory things that I really didn't like. Not contradictory. There was some, um, some things that she said that I think the way she worded it was, well, she meant it obviously the way she worded it, but she was talking about she said what she said. young people and she was just like, you know, people are in their twenties and they they think they got it all figured out. Like there's no, what did she say? There's no success in being youthful or something like that. She was like, y'all don't know nothing yet and blah, blah, blah. And you know, you, she was like, I take my advice about mothering from people who have successfully done it. And I'm like, well, that, but that's, thank you. Cause this is why you have an 80 year old still running for president is the, is the problem mm-hmm. because you think you can't learn from young people and you can. She did kind of, you know, clean it up a little bit and came back. It was just like, you know, I want to hear from young people. They have a lot to give and da da da. But I'm like, you just contradicted yourself by saying <laughs> there's no value in youth. Like, yeah, no, there actually is. But anyway, cause tell that to Martin Luther King, tell that to John Lewis, who was, you know, a college student fighting for civil rights. But I know what she meant, but it was just annoying. Cause Anyway, neither here nor there, but it was great. Also, too, I've been watching this new series on Netflix. It's called How to Get Rich. Oh, someone at work was talking about that. It's a really good series. I'm on like the third episode. Are you rich yet? And no, not yet. But he's basically like a nicer Dave Ramsey. Well, I heard he was telling people to pay their student loans, and I will not be doing that. No. So he 
he was telling people, trying to figure out, he, first of all, he has access to all of your accounts. What's in mm. your savings, what's in your checking. He finds out what you do for a living. Where He finds out, first of all, where is your money going? He's a right? forensic accountant. Exactly. But he does it in a very relatable and practical way and not a very mean and judgmental way like Dave how Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is fucking mean. Because, you That's know, just my people don't have houses because they buy avocado toast. Exactly. And I'm like, avocados, they are expensive, but they're not. It's not Mortgage like I'm going expensive. to exactly. It's not like I'm going to Starbucks to get fucking avocados. But anyway, yeah. um, it, he's he's a much nicer version of like Dave Ramsey. But he also does tell them the truth. Like, so you're talking about you want a house. This is one couple. The husband I think makes seventy seven thousand dollars a year. The wife she quit her full time job making fifty thousand dollars to start doing her wood business, and her income is a variable. Wood business. And she does like woodworking and stuff. So like one month she says she brought in five thousand. The next month she only brought in twenty five hundred. One month she brought in fifteen hundred, and one month she brought in eight thousand. So he's just like, I get it that you want to have your business, but you need to find a way to do your business and have a full time job because you're talking about you want a house, but y'all literally have five hundred dollars in your savings account. So what if something happens with your house? You're not going to have enough money. So he's very relatable and practical without being judgmental. And I think he does it with compassion and a little bit of grace. But it's really good. He gives really good tips and ideas and stuff like that. But part of it. part of debt control is your student loans. Yeah. So you because you can't get away from it. I mean, we can now for we the past can. four years. Uh -huh. But I'm just saying, like, and some of these people have very simple debt, like, Anybody, I'm sorry. Anybody if you who have has, under uh, $20,000 of student loan shut debt, the fuck do up and not that shit talk off. to me about student loan Seriously. debt. And I, just like <laughs> everything else, everyone has their own battles. Everyone has yes. their own struggle. Yes. But you cannot, it's like when people who are like a size 12 are like, I'm plus size. And people who are a size 23 are like, shut the hell shut up. Shut the hell up, bitch. My 200 plus thousand dollars in Mine student too. loans is not, if I had $20,000 in student loans. I would have been made it off. That, I would have been like, let me would've work my ass off, off for a couple years real quick. I paid for my masters out of pocket. I would have definitely did that. It's like climbing a hill and climbing Mount Fuji. I'm with, like, whoa, that mount's pretty with high. No rope and no shoes. Yeah, on. like we are not the same. <laughs> Do yes, people keep doing that at work. It's They're so like, annoying. Well, you know, my student. I'm like, your student. I have thirty thousand in student loans. Oh, you have a Toyota Camry. That's Shut exactly what I literally today. I made the same same comparison. I was like, you have a small car. I have a house. I have a, I have a four bedroom home. <laughs> On top of my three-bedroom home. Right. And and not and I have it like in, in the hood in California. I have a nice house <laughs> in student loan debt. Exactly. It's fine. Yeah, if I'm you fine. if you don't have six digit student loan don't debt, just shut the fuck up. We us with six figure debt, we struggling out. It's here. different. It's it very is different. different. We are not the same. So be quiet with your Honda Civic and your Toyota Camry. Mm -hmm. And, got may, a and maybe Rolex you got a Kia Sorento, but you can pay that shit off. Like I'm not. I have a G wagon people. worth of debt. Two of them. <laughs> Two G wagons. Two exactly. G wagons. Exactly. But yeah, and it was it our decision. Absolutely. Uh, but who pushed the narrative for us to go? I to just college? don't know if that's what I signed up for. I definitely didn't sign up for that shit. Yeah. You can have. Matter of fact, I take I, it back. You can have my PT degree back if you take all my student loans associated with it completely off. And that's undergrad and grad. I think I would do that I too. Will, I will keep my MBA, but you can have this PT degree back. I'll go work in tech like everybody else and get laid off and then get unemployed. I mean, I could just take my knowledge and still work in healthcare, but I don't have to be at the bedside. I already went away from it once. I can do it again. It's not that big of a deal. That's the game plan anyway. So just uh, we always come back to student loans on this podcast. We sure do because they they're gonna be canceled. I'm I I know it. Hallelujah. So. All right. Uh, hush, audience. All right. So are you ready to go on into the rehab corner? Last I thing. am. Let's go. Oh my gosh! Before we go, one okay. of my patients today came in. 
infected toe wound. How did she know it got so bad that she had to come to the hospital? Maggots. <laughs> there were maggots in her toe. That means that there were no. That was no pain. That she's is gonna lose that toe. Cr- she lost. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. Just, yeah, she's yeah. gone. Because if you don't feel that, if you you came in only because there's maggots and not because there's pain, mm-hmm. that means that it's already dead. Maggots. That's that's yeah. rough. Welcome to healthcare. Uh, Welcome to the rehab corner, a place where we restore some order. Take a look around and sit your ass down. We don't play around in the rehab corner. Welcome to the rehab corner, everybody. Uh, what what are we talking about in the rehab corner? This is since this is the last the day last of OT day month. of OT month. We made it. I'm glad everyone now days. knows what occupational therapy is. Absolutely, we want a seven page report from each one of you. Thank you. <laughs> Do at the end of class. Exactly. Um, there was quite a bit of drama. We just had our AOTA. That's the National the Association Thera- of Occupational, occupational Therapy of America. American. Occupational Therapy Association. It's your organization. I don't know. No one cares. AOTA. That's what it's called. We had our big conference in Kansas City. There was drama because we have, oof, I just love it. Love the drama. They have um, implemented these like race and diversity seminars, forums, panels. Oh, goody. You know, because we're trying to be inclusive. Inclusive. Um, and AOTA in general has been getting a lot of flack because they just had this huge thing happen where there was the vice president of AOTA. It was, is this black woman who was the admissions director for Mm -hmm. USC OT grad school. Mm -hmm. She went on maternity leave. Her job was supposed to be protected when she was trying to come back. She had been replaced by a white woman and they were like, in a diversity role. In a diversity role. Wow. She Well, she had ushered in two of the most diverse classes at that school. She mm-hmm. was doing a lot for diversity and inclusion. All the students loved her. They didn't really give her an explanation why she had lost her job. And everyone was like, you took this away from her. She's doing all these things. Then you gave it to a white woman. And, of course, AOTA was like, what do you want us to do? Yeah. We're not in charge of the schools. We're just – we preside over – the organization. Know, the organization. Yeah. So everyone's kind of already antsy over that. So then there was this seminar going on about um, kind of just – how white OT has been mm-hmm. for the entirety of its, you know, existence, existence, mm-hmm. and how to change that retention for students of color mm-hmm. and just ways to include more diversity. Yeah. And one of the women on the panel, let me not mess up her name, Carolyn Baum, who used to be the president of the organization. Okay. Said, um, "I was AOTA. I'm paraphrasing." Okay. Because I don't want to get sued. Absolutely. I was AOTA president in the 80s, and at that time, we didn't see the humanity in black people. This was a common attitude in the 80s. It wasn't just AOTA that felt this way, but all institutions. But now we're doing better. Our program has about 20% of black people in them. Mm -hmm. Okay? Hysteria. (laughs) Why? There are hundreds of comments under. Someone posted what she said. Mm -hmm. Um, AOTA, of course, like all people were pissed right because i guess the conversation was kind of like this group of people was um segregated against in this way these are ways to change it and she was Mm -hmm. like 
yeah, I can tell you that firsthand because I was one of the people who was doing it. It was crazy back then. Yeah. Everyone was pissed. They start complaining to AOTA. Everyone's like, I'm canceling my membership. I can't believe you said that because AOTA, you know, did their little apology mm-hmm. statement. It was yeah. just kind of like, we don't, well, this is a safe place. We want to prevent or promote Sorry. inclusivity and discussions mm-hmm. and this is being dealt with quickly and personally and yada 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 because you know this woman's on the board she's yeah. not just some random person right so everyone's pissed because they're like we're calling for her head and of course you're not doing anything mm-hmm. people are fucking livid i mean okay so she made a comment about a fact that in the 80s in a in the occupation of occupational therapy black people were not valued and that were not looked at as human enough to accept them into the programs to be able to practice medicine as an occupational therapist, correct? From my very limited research right, and right, the right. limited resources available Just to paraphrasing me, it. yes, that is gotcha. what it seems happened. So I guess my question is, why is there hysteria with someone who was actively, allegedly discriminating against a population of people, calling her own self out and the field itself to acknowledge that hey in the 80s we didn't give a shit about these black people i mean i'm paraphrasing but i'm just yeah. saying like I, I think i think it's the same argument as far as with slavery we talk about yeah the america don't even acknowledge that slavery was here okay so here's what we do here's what i don't care about well i do care i care that you acknowledge it but i also care what you do after the fact so i think maybe it would have went over better if she would have said, listen, I was directly responsible for not letting some people in, but me being on this board now is my way to make my wrongs right. Here is what I've been implementing. Here's what I've been putting in place, blah, 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 blah. But to have outrage about the fact that somebody has confessed to something that is a fact that everybody already knows and said the unspoken thing, and then now you're mad at her for saying the unspoken thing is a bit stupid. So half the comments are, you know, we're so upset we're canceling our membership. Half the comments are like, gotcha, bitch. Because again, I think, (laughs) gotcha. gotcha. I think everyone was so already on edge and sensitive from this other, well, let me say her name, say her name. Um, her name is Dr. Oh my God. Let me see. It's cause air may. And Nope. Doctor A. Doctor A. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Doctor A. And Veraza Day. And Veraza. Listen, she was the director of emissions at USC. Yeah. Because she was just replaced. All of these crazy things mm-hmm. happen, right? And of course, uh, people were saying, "What is AOTA gonna do?" Because they're the national. Yeah. Board, accrediting. Board. Accrediting whatever over everyone, and they were like, "Our hands are tied." Yeah. Right. And everyone's like, "Well, this has always been. We've all there's always been racism in this, and da 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 da. And you're not doing anything. And of course, so then this happened." And people are saying, look, you have someone on your board who's up here making these racist comments and you're not doing anything about it. But I'm like, and again, I wasn't there. So I don't have the whole context. So she could have been saying wild shit before or after. But I'm like, it sounds to me like she is validating everyone's suspicions about why OT looks like it is. And that's not race to me. If, if, If a person came out and said, let's say... You have a person, Becky, right? Becky was Becky. molested by her uncle David, okay, right? This took a turn. I'm just saying, but I'm just I'm just giving an example. So say say Becky was molested by her uncle David, 
And she had told her mom, hey, Uncle David did this to me. And for for 30 years, this man was like, no, that's not what happened. Absolutely not. That's not what I did. And 30 years later, he comes back and says, you know what? You were absolutely right. I did molest you. Unfortunately, I, I apologize. I want to make my wrongs right. Or, or even if he didn't want to make the wrong right, he just acknowledged, yes, I did. You were not crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the idea of what you want to happen in a profession. You want the the person, the people who who made who did the wrong things. You want them to come back and and hold themselves accountable and to confess their sins of what they did. And her saying, "Yeah, we didn't see black people as human." That's not an un, an unconscionable concept. In the medical field, they literally taught med students that black people do not feel pain. You remember that? And and let's be clear, the reason why the maternal fetal uh, mortality rate is so high is because people still believe, believe it. That. So the fact that she's saying that out loud, why aren't you happy about I'm that? I'm wondering if it's one of those things. You remember a couple of years ago when all those not happy, but... white politicians were like, um, oh, yeah, I did. You know, I did sexually harass these people when I was younger, but mm-hmm. it was a different time. And everyone was like, just because you did shitty things then and no one said it was wrong doesn't mean they weren't shitty things to own up to now. Right. I'm wondering if they're like, okay, just because you are admitting to the fact that you treated this group of people this way back then mm-hmm. and no one thought anything of it, that doesn't mean it wasn't right. But she, it seems like she's saying that it wasn't right. Right. It seems like she's admitting it was not right and we, and we have taken steps. Now, if they called for her resignation, I could absolutely understand that. Because, she's not even the president anymore. But I'm just saying, but, but if you're serving on a board and you were once racist to people and made, because here's the thing, the problem is not you being racist. No one cares that you're racist. It's when you are in a position of power and you're actively making strides within your racism to make decisions about people that you're being racist against. That's the problem. Now, if she's doing more things to be more inclusive and to help out with things like that, then she's making her wrongs right. I would say you are by being a part of the panel. The whole panel is about and admitting it. Yeah. I But you can't admit it and go back to the same behavior that you were doing in the 1980s at the point. And I guess people don't like when you start saying that, like, we didn't see the humanity in black people. But you didn't. She didn't. Could she have worded it another way? No, I don't think she should have. I think she could have, and we wouldn't be in this no, predicament. But then, but then it would still be dancing over the issue that the reality is that the, uh, the field of occupational, th- the medical field at large, dehumanize black people down to the point where the reason why Western medicine is Western medicine is because of the devaluing and the dehumanization of black bodies. The only reason why we have advances in cancer research, you can thank Henrietta Lacks for that. Mm -hmm. The only reason why you have this supposed father of gynecology is because you practice on black women's bodies without anesthesia for years and and nobody said anything. Wouldn't let them become doctors or nurses. You took the field of midwives Midwifery away from black women. Midwifery can go all the way back from the days before in, before slavery in Africa. And here in the United States where, they, where midwifery was ran and created by black women, you took it away and you said, it's illegal for you to know how to read, but we need you to show us how to create babies. Or how to, how to deliver babies. And now you have this whole field that is whitewashed. And now black women are fighting for an opportunity to get back into the very field that they created. So if you have a white person who was, again, responsible, not solely, but responsible in a way for creating this whitewashed field of occupational therapy, she should call that shit out. And she should call it out just as, as, as uh, horrible as it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she should have worded it any different. We did not see the value. We didn't see the value in these fucking black people. 
What other way to say that? That's the truth. You want the truth to be sugarcoated to you? Yeah. It's the same thing in PT. PT is whitewashed too. I, there was, okay, at my job currently, there's another, um, I don't want to say that because uh, <laughs> I don't want to be too specific. Anyway, at my current job, I am the only black female, the only black female acute care therapist on PT and or OT side for acute care. Now, outpatient, there's a, bit, a, a you know a few different ones, whatever. But when you're the only one, and you're just like, well, where did you go to school? Where did you go to school? I haven't met a PT yet that I have worked with that has gone to the same school I went to. Hmm. I'm, but I'm quite sure you know other people who have gone to your same school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they're white. Yes, they are. Well, they're not how many I know one, two, two black ones. Really? Yeah. Well, you're an anomaly. I hey, like that. Hey. I love that for you. But but there's but look at how many how many other people who have gone to UT up the street and they're like, oh yeah, so and so was in my class. They can yeah. they can call 15 classes back of nothing but white people. Mm -hmm. the, the medical field at large is whitewashed. Yeah. And it's whitewashed for a reason. But why don't you want the whitewashing people to call the shit out? I know. And I get so again, I think people are also upset because in the apology that AOTA made, mm -hmm. they didn't say what happened or who it was or call her out. But I'm like, that's that's PR 101, babe. Yeah, don't confess. Why would they do that? But my thing is, what what do you want AOT to do? AOTA to do? Like they're calling for her head. But I and I and I and I understand that, and I think it's valid to say. Now, if they were to say we have now taken her off the board, that's it. But you can't expect a governing body to then come into a on a university level and fix university shit. That's not what they're there for. They are there to make sure that the field at large for occupational therapy exists, mm -hmm. okay, and that people know about it, and that the OTs have resources when they need them, and to make sure that that field altogether is safe via you know your boards and all that other kind of stuff that's what they're there for they're not you need to go down to your local college and say hey bitch y'all did this shit we don't like it and we fed up yeah alta should not you should not put that responsibility on any governing board to handle affairs of a university that's stupid you don't want them to be able to no. do that because they could do the same thing what if we started admitting a bunch of black people you have a whole you know, and they were like, uh, actually not diverse because this all looks the same. Wasn't this the same argument about affirmative action? People were saying that, well, affirmative action is just giving black people, you know, a, a, uh, admission when they're not qualified. No. no, it wasn't. It was because you all, you white people continue to discriminate against qualified applicants. You are not even because at you the have same your level. You have your legacy. Exactly. Admits and you're, you know. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, if you are a person of color and you're interested in occupational therapy, Don't you should definitely apply. Go to school. We need more color. Don't do it. Um, but you know the reverse is kind of happening, though. I, and I'm, I'm going to speak about this only because I've seen this. She's no longer the, the director, I don't think. But at my school, at when I went to, I graduated from FAMU, uh, Florida Agriculture Mechanical University, uh, PT school. And when I was there, my director, it was a co-directorship, basically, two black men, right? Mm -hmm. And so most of the class, I would probably say 95% of our class was black. I think we only had three, four white students wow. out of a class of like 35, Love right? That. Once I graduated my last year, there was another black woman that came in, but she came from Nova Southeastern University, which is a very diverse school, but still more whitewashed than anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's a PWI. But when she came in, the next class up under us, which was already chosen before she got there, was mostly black, but they had a couple sprinkles in, right? At the, I would say probably like the last five to six years, 
they've had mostly white kids and a sprinkle of black children. Really? Mind you, this is a H this is an HBCU. Okay? And I'm looking at her like, ma'am, this school was created for us by us and needs to be looked out for. Now, I'll get it. Now, if you're getting money for these white kids, get your money for the school. (laughs) But if you're not, you need to create that into a safe space to to have more black bodies in these professions because PWIs are doing enough of putting their own out there. And there's nothing wrong with a white school producing more white students. That's what they're supposed to do. So you should have the same effect with black schools producing more black students. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just makes sense. What you gonna have a black school for and you just accept number of white kids? That's dumb. You might as well be a PWI <laughs> as well. You, what, what, is, what, what difference is, is it between you and a PWI if you're not accepting more black kids? I just wish someone had recorded it. I need to know exactly what happened. Yeah. I, because something happened enough to make all these people get up in arms about it. But I also just can't tell, you know that thing that happens where like one person gets upset about something that has to do with race and everyone just decides to fall on that side because yes. you'd rather fall on the side of the person who was offended about racism than the person who was racist. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And and I and I not saying that's what this is, but right, I'm just right. wondering because I wasn't there. No, I get it cuz I, I also think too and this this may be kind of controversial always. I don't I, <laughs> You cannot be offended for another group of people. Like if I'm telling mm. you that if I'm telling you as a black person that what she said, let's just say that this is what she said and nothing else was added to the pot, right? If this is what she said as a black person, I am not offended. So you as a white person can't come up to me and be like, "How are you not offended by this?" <laughs> because I'm not. But you that's don't what live happens in this all skin. the time. Because people hijack outrage, selective outrage for their own agenda. It's just like we as black people have said for years, leave us alone and give us our money. Reparations, right? And white people are just like, they want school lunches and they want Ferraris. That's that's not what we said we wanted. We said very clear two things. Well, you know what? They need their they need Maya Angelou on a quarter. They need Harriet Tubman <laughs> on a twenty dollar bill. We just want to not be killed in drugs. We just want to not be killed in the streets unarmed. We want to be treated like regular normal people. Reparations. Reparations and leave us alone. Give us our money and leave us alone. That's it. They need Juneteenth as a holiday, national federal holiday. That most of the black people are not even federal employees. I won't be mad about that one. But again, you you don't even have it off. I don't have it. I, I could do. now. Oh, you definitely do. I do. I had it on my last job too. It was great. Great. Awesome. But that's not what I asked for. Yeah. So but I know a black person did. That's the drama in the OT community currently. I know everyone's just on the edge. What of a their way seat. to end OT month. I think that was amazing. With a bang. With a bang. Yeah. I love it. That's why I don't go to these damn conferences anymore. Oh, you won't ever get my money going to a P- uh, APTA conference. Fuck that shit. Hell no. I'm not doing that. I don't care. I'm I'm mad I'm in this profession. <laughs> I want my I money am back. I'm not mad I'm in this profession. But, I am. I um, want my money back. I just like. I was duped. <laughs> those co- like panels like that frustrate me because I feel like it's all lip service. Like, yes. Very, very seldom do actions make it out of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all sit around and talk about how beautiful it would be to like, you know, I don't know. You just have to make it. I don't want to say easier. You don't have to make it easier for people of color to get into school, but make it actually attainable. Like show them, make it even, make it even, let them know that the profession exists, make it easier for them to get access and resources Mm -hmm. to these things and not, you know, show them people exist that do this job that look like them. Get rid of the, I think part of the problem too, is that so many schools have quotas and we can only accept so many, this 
kind of person or this kind of person because we have a quota to meet versus I, when you're applying for college, there should never be a box to select that says, what is your race? Why the fuck do we care? Are you here to learn? And do you got the money to pay for it? Why do we care what you look like? See, but then that's not fair because what if you like, okay. Not, not do you have the money? Do you got the no, grades? But, and you know what I mean? Okay, so like in terms of college, if you have educated parents that went to college, they know how to play the college system. So they know the classes you need to take and the things you need to do mm-hmm. and the way to word things. And if you didn't have that, that's super shitty because you're just kind of like freeballing it out there. No, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Get rid of these systems that create stuff like this. Yeah. If a child applies to college, there should be an automatic accept, like acceptance into that college even kids whose parents have never gone to college who don't have money because nobody has money to go to college just be clear but even if they apply they got a 2.0 but they've been consistent they got a 3.5 they've been consistent but they got a heart of gold but, right but, but i'm saying like the, the fact that we have systems in place that continue to divide when people everybody at the end of the day it's all about the green can you pay whether it's a scholarship or whether it's regular money can you pay for the education the answer is no for most of us, <laughs> however, but I'm just saying there should not be separate systems in place that are continuing to be d- divisive to further uh, perpetuate this narrative of discrimination against people. Because I-, I know for me that I know there's plenty of people out there, plenty of black children out there who do not have the grades. Well, why don't they have the grades? It's not because they're not smart. They don't have, like you said, they don't have the resources. Their parents are working three and four jobs. They're working two and three jobs as a high schooler, taking care of their siblings and stuff like that. So of course it's gonna be more difficult for them to attain the grades of 100%. If you don't have no responsibility, you should have straight A's. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But for other students, like take all of these things out and give people a fair chance we and a fair just shot. Hunger Games it. Okay, that's not fair. Every man for himself. <laughs> Only if you volunteer as tribute. Only the strong survive. That's not, no. Yes. Because you wouldn't have survived. Nope, but that's on me. <laughs> that that wouldn't have been fair. I would have been in like a para Hunger Games, like my lungs, you know? There is no such thing. There would be in my... Can you imagine that the horror? Please don't ever come out with that movie, <laughs> para Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, anyway, but that's but that on that. I. If y'all have more context to add as OTs, please let us know I'd in the love comments. Context. So that way we can make a part two to this conversation because I think that's a very good conversation to have. Um, I mean, APTA, I don't I don't pay attention to APTA, so I don't know what's going on over there. Oh, darn. I, nah. Drat. I've, ne- I've never been a member. Don't ever want to be. Well... They won't, no perks. they won't stick up for you if anything happens. So. No, Which not. to me, again, I'm like, I wouldn't, I like that is. I'm not paying $400 a year for that. What, what what perks am I getting other than a cup and a t-shirt? Do you get a cup and a t-shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know because I'm not a member. I don't know. I went I'm to just one conference and it was just not what I was expecting. I'm not going to waste my money going to a conference to learn anything else that I don't already know. If I, Like if you're not helping, I don't, listen, no. The answer is no. The door is closed. Not, yeah. I'm not wasting money on conferences. What do conferences teach you? Nothing. Nothing. You can network, but I don't talk to anybody, I, so it doesn't really work. I don't want to network with PT. I'm over this I'll profession. I'll show them how to network. I, I'm over this profession. I'm over it. It hasn't, over it. it hasn't been good to me. It has, actually. My patients have been amazing. Absolutely. It really has. I just I just don't want to be in the business anymore. <laughs> already. We're anyway. tired. Motherfuckers are yeah. drunk and tired. Exactly. They, they already cutting reimbursement rates, and it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, no. Mm-mm. The medical field at large is just trash. Job security is the only benefit. I know. I keep watching all these things about like Meta cutting another 10,000 employees. I'm like, thank God the hospital will always be busy. Yeah, hospitals can't afford it. And they may cut administration, which they should. But as far as bodies on the floor, you can't afford to cut bodies on the floor. You can't. 
but you know i'm stuck here in this hellhole well that is health care welcome anyway anything else you can talk about before we get out of here no that's it it's may which means it's our birthdays coming up Taurus baby. season <laughs> oh yeah Woo-hoo. so yeah what an exciting time for all of you to be with us as we turn another year older younger stronger wiser absolutely but yeah that's all i got all right well y'all have an amazing week on purpose it's gonna be an amazing week because we are entering tour season that's it there's nothing else everyone's gonna slow down indulge that's tour season absolutely and we're still gonna be stubborn homebodies yeah oh but gemini you're gemini then we're gonna pump it back up with gemini's well, y'all gonna go back and forth because y'all don't know what y'all ever want to be. True. But anyway, need to hear right there. Um, y'all have an amazing week on purpose. Y'all remember to spread love, spread light, and don't forget to, to laugh, laugh your face, face off. off. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Face Off with Slimming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at the Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune into the Face Off with Slimming and Fowler every Tuesday when new episodes are released. It's the face-